We're going to be in Romans chapter 8. Last week we covered chapter of verse 1 in chapter 8. Today we're going to try to cover 1 and 2 today. Again, Romans chapter 8, looking at verses 1 and 2. Um, if you notice, um, in Romans chapter 8, verse 1, uh, the verse ends with Christ Jesus in the ESV. But in other versions, it has more in the text. And so, uh, let me read verse 1 and verse 2, and we'll go from there. There is therefore, now, no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Your, some of your Bible stops there, doesn't it? Okay, we're going to continue within the King James. It says, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Verse 2. For the law of the spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. Let's uh, pray and ask the Lord to bless us as we walk through these verses this morning. Our Father God in heaven, Lord, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your mercy. Lord, we ask you to bless us at this time as our sister, Miss Kathy, pray for our worship and pray for the preaching. Lord, we ask you, Lord, let your word go forward in power, that your people are encouraged, your people are restored, and your people are blessed. So, Lord, we ask you, Lord, to give us your word at this time. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Have you all ever heard the saying, oil and water don't mix? It don't. A lot of times people try to figure out why is this the case. You pour a little oil in a cup, a little spearmint at home, you can try today. The kids, your parents have some extra oil for you to use. Uh, my kids, we don't have any extra oil to use. Um, but if you have some extra oil to use, you can pour oil in the cup and put water in the cup with the oil. For some of y'all that have seen it before, what happened when you did that? It separates. It separates. One person says this, water and oil do not mix. They are said to be immiscible. This is because water is a polar molecule. Its structure means that it has a positive charge on one end and a negative charge on the other end. Water molecules stick together because the positive end of the one water molecule is attracted to the negative end of another. So the structure of an oil molecule is nonpolar. It's charged evenly balanced rather than having one positive and negative end. So water and oil say don't mix. Think about something else you all know that might not mix. What's, what else that cannot mix together? Well, what about darkness and light? Darkness and light. When you cut this room lights off, it get dark. You cut the lights on, the world will have light. And we keep going on and on with things that are kind of the opposite. You might be asking then, well, Creston, how does it relate to what we're talking about today? Well, but also trying to keep the law for salvation is different from being believing in Jesus for salvation. 
It's the opposite. Trying to keep the law and believing in Christ for salvation is the opposite. And one way, man is saying they can work themselves to God by doing this. The other way is saying man is submitting to what Christ has done for salvation. What happened though in this early church, a lot of time they were trying to mix this together. They was kind of Judaized. They were trying to mix it together. That one can, can work themselves to God. Then they can be able to believe in God and then they can be able to be saved. Paul has been clarifying this without them within the book of Romans. He's been encouraging them though is that you only can be saved by Christ. You cannot be saved by coming to church every Sunday. You can't be saved by paying all this money to the church. You can't be saved by doing all these other things. All these things might be good things, but they can't save you. Only way you can be saved is through what Christ has done. I'm like, man, that's just, that don't sound too right, y'all. You telling me I can walk into this buffet, everything is paid for, and I can just eat all I can eat at Golden Corral. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Jared paid for everybody in this room. Just go right in. Everything is paid for. You're looking like, no, I got to do something. No, everything is paid for. Just go ahead and, and enjoy. Well, that's what Christ has done. He has done everything. Go enjoy what he has given. Go enjoy and rest upon him and trust him and him alone. But some people in the church was kind of a little hesitant. Like, you telling me that if I sin, God forgive me, and he also still give me everlasting life? Yes. Well, I messed up last night. You still get everlasting life for those who believe in Jesus. Well, I did this. I did this. Well, Christ has done this. Some of the Romans, some of the people, the Romans, some like, man, that's too easy, y'all. It's got to be some type of gimmick. You know, them little commercials at 2 o'clock in the morning come on TV, you 1-800, you do this. Do this right here, and next thing you know, you got to sign up for a credit card. You got to sign up for this. That tricks you into something. A lot of times, people feel like, man, in this Roman church, there's no way that we can get this free ticket to heaven, to Christ, everlasting life, by believing in Jesus. Yes. And no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. Some struggle with that. So Paul is just explaining to them over and over again are the assurance that we have in Christ. So family, as we walk through this test today, let us be encouraged not to miss the law in for salvation and with us believing in Jesus for salvation. The law is good. The law has a purpose. But the law can't save you. Keeping the Ten Commandments can't save you. Only Jesus can save you. Let's jump. We're going to do it in two points today. It was going to be a quick sermon, but uh, we got the air blowing cold, so so I got more time today. All right. Why y'all put your head down when I said that? All right, point number one. Walking in the flesh brings condemnation. There is therefore now no condemnation for those 
that for those who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. We learned last week that there is no combination for those that are in Christ. We talked about that. That the law can't bring any charges against the elect of God. That transgression was absorbed by Christ. You know, like a sponge, it absorbs everything. Christ absorbs all our sins upon himself. But Paul continued with this thought to make a distinction. Today, he goes further to explain who these people are that would not experience condemnation. And this is good news because the people can surely be assured their eternal union with Christ. This is important. So Christian church, <coughs> the men in this room that are struggling with depression, that are struggling with anxiety, think that they, are, they aren't right with God, questioning their assurance, I don't look as good as somebody else in this room. They're like, they got it all together. If that's you, you feel like you might be a hypocrite this morning. If that's you, may this word encourage you today. May this encourage you today. And if you feel that way, I feel that way sometime too. So I'm right here with you if you feel that way. Thinking that, how in the world can I be right before God and I continue making the same decisions over and over again? Well, this was the same thing the Roman church was asking. The Roman church was asking the same type of question. You telling me that a person can be forever righteous? Yes. So if you're thinking about this right now, is that you messed up and you feel like you just can't get it right? And how in the world, how the world God would accept you the way you are? The Roman church was asking the same type of question. And Paul responded to them, yes, you are forever righteous. Like your sins are not held against you anymore? No, they're not held against you anymore. But what if somebody mess up over and over again? Yes, they are forever in Christ. Remember what Paul said in Romans 5. Now the law came to increase the trespasses, but where sin increased, grace abounds all the more. So that sin reigns in death, Grace also might reign through righteousness leading to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. The more we sin, and I'm not encouraging you to sin, but the more we sin, the more grace abounds. We can never outdo grace in the midst of our failure. I see my wife as the kids are eating spaghetti around or they're eating certain type of food, they make a big mess. My wife comes in with some spray. She sprays the floor and plus sprays the counter and she wipes it up. They make another mess, she wipes it up again. Even the big mess they make, she cleans it up again. That reminds me of God's sweet grace. The mess we make over and over again, God's grace, he cleans us up every time again, over and over again. 
So no charges is held upon us because our clean sins are wiped away clean. And Jesus cleans better than the lamb. He got something better than that Clorox. Pine. Y'all still you pine? You still you pine? Saw and flap him, flap and all that good stuff. That smell good. I would think some of them folks get high off that stuff, man. They, that's so. That's so. Yeah, it is. But think about God's grace. That God, even when we fail, God's grace cleans it up, cleans it up, cleans it up. So those that believe in Christ would never be charged with sin because Jesus bore their sins. And today to describe more about those that will not be condemned. It is those who walk not in the flesh. So who are these people that God continue cleaning? God is continually reminding them they are in Christ. Who are these people? His children that are not walking in the flesh. That those who walk not in the flesh is the truly one that are not condemned. One thing is to say you believe in Jesus, but still trying to keep the law to be accepted by Christ. So walking in the flesh, it's not just talking about all the desires of the world. Walking in the flesh is saying, I'm going to keep these laws to be able to be right with God. I'm going to do these things to be right with God. If you feel like you can be right before God, why did Jesus even come? Jesus came because you can't do everything right. Jesus came because I can't do everything right. So why are we still fronting like we all got it all together? We don't. But Jesus does. So walking in the flesh is those are doing things to be accepted. You're helping people in the community just to get passed on the back. You're doing things and everything. Why well, did it? Was in Jesus' name. A lot of times people in Jesus' name at the end of everything, don't they? And they did it all for self. When we do things for Jesus, it's for his glory, not our glory. So walking in the flesh here is referring to trying to be justified apart from Christ. We have seen this several times so far in Romans. I'm just going to read a little bit to you, not all of it. Romans 7, 14, y'all remember that? For while we were living in the flesh, our sinful passions aroused by the law we're at work in our members to bear fruit for death. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am of the flesh, sold under sin. For I do not understand my own actions, for I do not do what I want, but I do the very thing that I hate. Now if I do what I do not want, I agree with the law, what is good. So now it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells within me. For I know that nothing good dwells in me that is in my flesh. For I have the desire to do what is right, but not the ability to carry it out. For I do not do the good that I want, but the evil I do not want is what I keep on doing. Now if I do what I do not want, it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells within me. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. So Paul is referring to now the flesh is sold under sin. The flesh want to do things that gratify its own desires. 
The flesh brings about the sinful passions. There's nothing good about being in the flesh. The flesh want to boast about itself. The flesh wants the glory. And at the end of those that are in the flesh, it is condemnation. I mean, God's wrath. For those that are falling out the desires and boasting of what they have done and, and, and boasting about for themselves to be right before God because what they have done. Condemnation is for you. This is not eternal security for you. Christian church, only hope for those in the flesh is condemnation. Because they are trusting in their desires over the finished work of Christ. There were some in the Roman church doing this exact thing. Paul reminded them that there is no hope of trusting in the flesh. So family, what are you trusting in this morning? Are you trusting in your good deeds to save you? Many that struggle, again, with assurance because they think all the work they put in and the circumstances haven't changed. They do all these good things for self, but it still don't satisfy them. I did this to be seen by helping a little lady across the street. But I didn't get enough people to see me help the old lady across the street. So let me go do something else to get attention. Let me go do this to get attention. Let me do this to get attention. That's again a desire of the flesh. You're not doing it for God's glory. You're doing it for getting attention. To get pat on the back. Have you ever been there before? I've been there before. To do things for myself to get attention. That's of the flesh. And a lot of times... When we do certain things to get attention, we do certain things of the flesh, we got to keep doing it. we got to keep going back to it. It's like a high. It's like a high as you go back to it. When some of y'all used to smoke that, that what's it called, a gas though? And you keep going right back to it over and over again, that addiction that was part of it, that's the same thing that we see here. The same thing that we see over and over again. As somebody wanting the attention from this world, you got to do more. You got to do more. You got to do more. It doesn't stop. Because you will never be satisfied because you'll never get the most pats on the back. You'll never get everybody in the room to say, good job. So you got to do it over. You got to do it over again. And that's the things of the flesh. The flesh won't to be pleased by the things in this world, but the flesh will never be satisfied. Even if you think about like pornography. You go to it, you got to go to it again. You got to go to it again. You got to go to it again. Even with money, you got to go to it again. You got to go get one. You get a hundred stacks, you want another hundred stacks. Or you want another bag. And you go ahead and get another bag. We are never satisfied in this world. So y'all get to where I'm going. Can I go to the next point? Y'all get it. Y'all get it. Y'all get it. You got to say it like this. <laughs> But for the most part, though, we see here is for those that are walking in the flesh, they're going to destroy themselves. They're going to be condemned by God into eternal judgment. But in this world, they're going to walk around every single day trying to find hope and they will never find it. It might be relationships, trying to find the perfect woman or trying to find a perfect man. 
and you have made an idol out of the man. You made an idol out of that woman. And you get married and you think all things are going to go well and it feels like it's the worst thing ever, 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 ever happened. Because you made an idol out of it. I love my wife to death. My wife is the best woman that walked this earth. She's amazing. But my wife cannot truly fulfill all my desires. Only Jesus can do that. My wife is going to fail me. I'm going to fail her at times. We love each other, but we're not Jesus. We're going to be able to fail at different times. I cannot make an idol out of her. And what, and what in your life? It might not be relationship, whatever the case may be. If you trust in something outside of Christ, condemnation is for you. Everlasting punishment is for you. But the opposite of this, for those that are not trusting the flesh, but for those that are walking in the spirit, point number two, it brings life. Verse two, uh, verse two for the law of the spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. For those that are in Christ are free in Christ. Everybody say free, free. Free, free. free in Christ. They don't submit to the law of the flesh. But to the law of the spirit. It's everlasting life. Because Jesus saved us from being abundance to the law. The law of the spirit would say that trusting Christ for our righteousness is better than trusting the flesh would bring unrighteousness. For those that does not receive condemnation, they're walking in the spirit. Walking in the spirit is not you just going around and singing gospel songs in, in the spirit like the song we just sung, Holy Spirit all day, which it could be some song we worship. But walking in the spirit is walking in humility every single day, knowing that Jesus Christ was raised from the grave and we can believe that he have died for our sins. And it took our sins upon himself and raised up by the Father. The Lord's spirit of life has set you free in Jesus. So how can you be condemned? How can you be condemned if Christ has bore your sins upon himself? We are seen as righteous before God. Family members always got something to say, don't they? Friends got always something to say, don't they? Oh, Jesus got something to say too. Not guilty. Not guilty. What charges can they bring against God elect? Family and friends can bring a lot of charges against us. I remember they did this. I remember he did this. But Jesus said, look what I've done for them. You can hold something on them, but I said they are made clean before me. What really matters what Jesus said, not what the mother folks say. It matter what Jesus says. And Jesus says right here, the Lord of spirit is life. So what charges can anyone bring on you for those that are walking in the spirit? None, because all the charges were taken by Jesus. Is the law your master? No. It's only one master, and that's Christ Jesus. He is Lord of Lord. We're not enslaved to the law, because when we were sinning, we were enslaved to the law, because the law continually 
showed us who we are before the law. But when we came into Christ, we got a new Lord now. He talked about it earlier in Romans 7. As a person being married, they are bound to a covenant. For all in this room, up in the room, we all were married to sin and to the law. Because we came into this world through, with original sin. We all have sin in this room. So we were married to the law, but the law continually showed us that we have fell short. But like an earthly marriage, one way to get out of an earthly marriage is when the spouse dies, that you can marry another. And that's what it tells in Romans 7 here. When we die and we say we believe in Jesus, when we die, you remember baptism? When we die to our old self, at that moment we were divorced in a way of we were set free from sin. We're no longer married to sin when we died in Christ. And when he raised us up, when baptism, right? You take somebody in and bring them back up. When we were raised back up to a new person, a new creature in Christ, now we are married to a better groom, which is Christ. So we're not married to sin anymore. We're married to Christ now. So we're not enslaved to the sin. Now we are partners. We are body in Christ. So when a person that is not believing in Christ, they can't separate themselves from the law. Because the law is steady condemning them. Yeah, you messed up. Yeah, you messed up again. I saw that. The law was saying, yeah, you disobeyed. Yeah, you disobeyed me again. For those that are not in Christ, the law is saying, you can't get away from me. You can try your best to try to hide your sin. But guess what? I see it all. You can't get away from the law. That's a miserable life, isn't it? That's a miserable life. Every time you look up, the law is telling you what you've done wrong. Because the law is still revealing to sinners, to sinners, their unworthiness before God. But as we get ready in, but for those that are in Christ, we have no more sin. It is only it's on Jesus. That's what paid the fool is. I mean, y'all look at me like I'm crazy. There's no more sin. It's, that's what he paid it all. Your mama, he paid it all. I mean, if we still have that sin, I mean, it wasn't complete. He had paid it all for those that believe in him. All the sins were placed on Jesus. Our past sin, our present sin, and our future sin, as our sister Felicia just mentioned, is placed on Jesus. We aren't lawbreakers anymore. We are law keepers. Not because we kept the law, because somebody else kept the law, which is Jesus. So Christian brothers and sisters, the spirit life to remind you that we're never being condemned. Is that refreshing to know? That we can die right now and we go to heaven. We can die right now, we get Jesus forevermore. Is that refreshing that we get Jesus and nobody can take us away from him? Yeah. So when your flesh try to condemn you, when your flesh try to convince you and try to persuade you of the sin that's within, 
I want y'all to do this. I want y'all to look to Christ as the greatest redeemer of his people. No matter what the flesh may say, Christ has redeemed me from all my sins. And they have paid it for. And I can rest assured that I get eternal life in him forevermore. So believe be encouraged. Be encouraged today. And that's what Paul is getting at here. This is encouraging. He's not trying to get in here who's fake Christian, who the fake Christians are. He reminded the believers in the church right here that you're seeing a faith to Christ. All right, a couple of applications before we end. Listen, listen to this. You can write them down. Think about this. If you're comparing your life to the law as a Christian to determine your salvation, repent and turn to Jesus. The law is forever fulfilled by Christ. He kept the law so we would never be eternally lawbreakers before the law, before the Father. He has kept the law for us. And our sins are nailed to the cross. So look to Jesus, not to the law. Second thing, remember that the Spirit set you free in Christ. Don't lessen the work of the Spirit, but cherish it. The Spirit, the third person of the Trinity. Third person of the Trinity. Has been given to us. It's in us. Let's cherish that. That we're forever in Christ. Application number three. For those that are still trying to keep the law to be saved now, you will be condemned. Turn to Jesus today. Another thing too, Jesus, Jesus ain't, you know, Jesus is pretty smart in what you think. He knows you're saying some things you really don't believe. For those who truly don't believe in Jesus, condemnation is for you. But for those that truly believe in Jesus, life is for you. And for those in this room right now, you felt like you might have believed when you were young, you might have did it because you might have went down the aisle and said you believe because mama, cousin, grandpa, or somebody told you to believe. You might have got it all wrong. Today is the day of salvation. Repent. Turn to Jesus today. Tomorrow is not promised. Turn to Jesus today. Put your faith in Jesus today. If you have any questions, what does that mean? I'll be in the back. Please come talk to me. We would love to baptize you here at Christ Redeemer Church. And we'd love to be a family to you, to walk this out with you. So family and friends today, turn to Jesus. Be a part of this church. Be a part of this community. Let us walk this out with you. Do we have it all together? No. We're a big mess. A big mess. You ain't got to say all that. <laughs> but we fail every day. But we are people that are trusted in Jesus. Amen, amen. Let me pray for us. Let us do communion together. And we have a little time of fellowship. Let me pray for us. Everybody bow your heads.